In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mortals, can these bones live? I think hardly a day goes by, but what some semblance of that phrase, this utterance, doesn't echo across the landscape of our lives. It's an election year. They, they say we're more divided than ever. Can, can, can this democracy survive? Can these bones live? The earth is warming. There's extreme weather at every turn. Weekly reports of damage and destruction. Can, can Mother Earth survive? Can these bones live? Street violence in our city, on the, crease, on, on the increase everywhere we turn, in our own city in Nashville. Can, can our cities yet thrive? Mortals, can these bones live? During the pandemic, we've seen report after report after report that speaks of despair and suicide and recreational drug use that ends in accidental death. These have been on the increase everywhere. Can our teenagers yet survive? Mortals, can these bones live? Racial strife hasn't peaked, but it just continues to build. Is there yet a human community to thrive? Can these bones live? Russian troops rolling across Ukrainian borders. Can the nation state yet survive? Can these bones live? Israel is wrecked. This prophecy was not written for us particularly. It was, it was written for the people of Israel. Just a few years after they've been captured and carried off into exile, they've got 500 years of exile ahead of them, and Ezekiel in this moment is already despairing of their future. The people of Israel wake up day after day and they see nothing but despair across the landscape. This is not the promised land that they hoped for, not the promised land they were given. But though it was written for Israel, it is also, it is also a prophecy for every age and for us. It's a word for us in our own time. It's a word here for the Easter Vigil. The disciples have seen the body and bones of their Lord taken from the cross. They've watched as He drew His last breath. And as His body is taken from the cross and laid in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, surely they are asking, can these bones live. It seems at first, at least as we hear it repeated in the world, a rhetorical question. It's not a question being asked that we're, that we're to make a response to. Can these bones live? Well, of course not. Rhetorical question that has as its answer the negative. In fact, if you read deeper in that passage, Ezekiel has Israel respond to the prophecy saying, but our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. 
You know, my generation, when many of us look up and out across the landscape, we are inclined to despair. We're inclined to declare all hope is lost. Do you feel that? These here in the front, in the front pews, our Journey in Faith participants, the youth confirmants, I wonder, do you, do you feel that? Do you ask, can these bones live? I want to say that in some sense you started your journey, you started your work, working for this moment, for baptism, for confirmation, for reception, for the renewal of baptismal vows. You started that work believing that this place, this church, this story somehow must have another answer. It must be that the church can say in answer to this question, yes, they can, yes, these bones can yet live. Can these bones live? Yes, they can say the readings. You know, I think to myself, of the lessons that we're supposed to read at the vigil, the one that we must read is the the Exodus story, the one where the people of Israel are are gathered up from slavery and freed and and, and set on their way towards the promised land. Great story. It's, It's fundamental to the notion of saving. And yet, I sometimes think this one the one from Ezekiel, can these bones live? It's the one that ought to be read every year. It's the one that embodies our despair and points us forward beyond the despair of the moment. You've come tonight, baptizans, youth confirmands, journey and faith participants, you've come believing that there's another answer to this question, that the church can say yes to this. Can these bones live? Yes, they can. Can these bones live? Yes, they can. You've come to practice that response. Eight months of preparation. You've walked with a sponsor. you've, You've been pressed deep, mashed deep into the dough of this parish, and now you're ready to be equipped, equipped for the battle, equipped for the yes, equipped for what's next. And, and here's, here's what's going to happen. You, you've been through it earlier today, but just briefly, here, here's what's about to unfold. You will be first the baptizans, and there too will stand, and they'll be presented, they'll be examined And they'll be asked, will you turn your back on, will you renounce evil, all the powers of of evil that rebel against God, will you renounce them? And three times they will say, I renounce them. And that will be followed on very quickly by the question, will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Will you accept Him as the one who, who will take you across the Red Sea, who will lead you to freedom, who will save you? Three times they will say, I do. And once they've been presented and examined, then everyone else here that's here for confirmation or reception or reaffirmation of baptismal vows, group by group, you'll be presented. And then collectively, the bishop will ask you, do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil? And with one voice, you'll raise the roof. One voice, you'll say, I do. And he'll follow that up with, do you renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? And with one voice, You'll say, I do, and with God's grace, I will follow him as Savior and Lord. You know, a brief little asterisk right here. Do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? 
Do you reaffirm your commitment to Jesus Christ? That language is fundamental prayer book language. Accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is part of who we are as Christians. And tonight, there's a public profession of faith being made that says this is the way to say yes. This is the way to affirm that these bones can live. It's bedrock for us. That story of the church, the story of faith, the story of salvation is being pressed upon you. Creation, fall, promise of salvation, salvation accomplished in Jesus, hope for the new Jerusalem. That's the story right there. Creation, fall, promise of salvation, salvation accomplished in Jesus, hope for the new Jerusalem. That story is being pressed upon you. And then one by one, after the baptisms, after the baptisans have been soaked in the water of God, one by one, the confirmands will come and kneel before the bishop, and the bishop will take his hands and lay his hands on your head or your shoulders, or he'll take your hand depending on, on the prayer that's to be prayed. And, and, and know this, do you remember? What's so important about this moment is the hands of this bishop are the hands of every bishop in apostolic succession. When he puts his hands on your head, on your shoulders, on your hand, it is the whole line of Christians stretching back to the apostles themselves who comes and welcomes you to the life of the church and presses the Holy Spirit and the story of God's salvation onto your shoulders and into your heart. His hands go on your shoulder, and then he'll pray that, that the Holy Spirit would increase in you more and more, that the Holy Spirit would empower you for service, and not just any service, but the Lord's service. Service of the Lord being focused in a way is what brings to light that yes, mortals can these bones live. Yes, they can. Made one in his death, so too you are made one in his resurrection. Mortals, can these bones live? Yes, they can. Mortals, can these bones live? Yes, they can. Mortals, can these bones live? Yes, they can. And then you'll stand up from your place here with those hands having been on your head and you'll walk back saints and angels booing you to your pew. And as you walk back, you will know that you've been equipped to bear witness to the living Christ. Tonight, you are dressed in the armor of the Holy Spirit, clothed upon with the knowledge that truth will always win out over falsehood, that betrayal has nothing on loyalty, that the peace-passing understanding will prevail even over missiles tanks and worship that hate will shudder at the arrival of the crucified and that success defined by accomplishment will always pale in comparison to the abundant life as embodied in kingdom living and finally that death that real grotesque and gruesome however real grotesque and gruesome resultant of human sin that death will finally and invariably succumb to the empty tomb. Are you ready? Answer me now. Mortals, can these bones live? Yes, they can. <laughs>